We've got a warm, dry place to stay. We've got plenty to eat. We've got each other. We're basically healthy. And we are so thankful for our children and our grandchild. I would say on Thanksgiving Day, we do have an awful lot to be thankful for. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian. And yes, we do have a lot to be thankful for. In fact, this is our Thanksgiving podcast. Um, we, in the midst of all of our visiting with family and friends and eating a lot of good food and remembering to thank God for our many blessings. We also want to um, be in touch with you and give you a report on what our week has been like here at Longleaf Breeze. But before we do that, are there things that we need to expressly be thankful for that I have not mentioned? Anything else occur to you? I'm thankful for my mother. Yeah. And I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for having a farm to live on. And uh, <laughs> it's my we first. We are thankful to live on the yes, farm, aren't we? It's our first Thanksgiving here, and that we hope the first of many. So, um, yeah, I think you pretty well summed it up. And uh, we have really enjoyed the warmth of this place uh, most recently. We've had a chance to get familiar with how the wood stove works. And um, we thought we might spend some time updating you on what we've learned um, in using that wood stove. This is a Regency F1100. It is a very small stove, but of course we have a very small apartment. So it's more than enough stove That's for right. the apartment. Mm -hmm. The apartment is very well insulated. And um, I guess I'd, I'd love for you to share your perspective on how it seems to be working, and then we can... Oh, it works really well. Um, it's like you said, it's very warm in here when we want it to be warm. Um, we spent some time trying to cool it off a bit when it would get too warm in the middle of the night. We sure did. Opening windows, which we think is not probably the most efficient thing to do, so now... Uh, we've decided, well, I think part of the problem was we were afraid to let the fire go out at night because we exactly. didn't want to have to start yeah. a whole new fire the next morning. And I think we've, we're rethinking that um, in the effort to let it burn down during the night, which probably is just as well for sleeping purposes, and then rekindle it the next morning. Yes. What I've we started out with my feeling like I needed to keep the fire going all night. And, of course, when you keep the fire going, you can't close the windows because it'll just just heat you out of here. You, you'll be running out the back door. So we've been, when I was doing that, we had to keep the windows in the apartment open at night just to keep it from being too hot. Mm -hmm. And that meant that we blew through a whole lot of firewood we burned a pallet in about a month and mm -hmm. this was not the coldest part of the winter right. this was the warmest part right. of the the firewood season so 
Um, I think you and I both said, golly, we sure are burning a whole lot of wood here um, and decided that rather than try to keep the fire going all night, we'll just build a little fire in the evening and mm -hmm. that's working out well. Mm -hmm. That you know, Just about sundown, we normally right. get a fire going in the, in the wood stove, burn, oh, I guess six or eight sticks of firewood during the evening and then let it burn out. And when I get up in the morning, I always get up, well, not always, but usually I yes. get up before mm -hmm. you do. And when I get up in the morning, I usually find that firebox pretty cool. There'll mm -hmm. be an ember or two, but basically the fire's gone when I wake up in the morning. And um, so I'll um, rev it up. And so that when I bring you your coffee in bed, you've got the stove already going and the the apartment is already warming up right right so it's it's worked out well our new uh, approach to the fi fire and it will be interesting to see how things go with it when uh, I won't say when maybe if we get into single digits <laughs> during the winter could and be that way, though. Yes, below freezing, for sure, it'll feel different. We know it'll be below freezing. Yeah. We know it'll get down in the teens, and I'm not worried. Oh. I know we're going to be able to be as warm as we want to be in here. And we probably should mention that most of the wood that we're burning was either taken from a, trees that had been downed by the loggers or trees that we had to take down in the process of building the barn That's right. and cleaning out. We've, we, we've not yet felled any tree so we could have firewood. And we, if you could see our property, you would understand why we probably never will have to. Probably There's just not. been so much um, damage due to the loggers. And, of course, at some point, those trees will either die and rot or... Um, decay to the point we can't use them yeah but, i would um, say most of those trees the the ones that are still down that we've not yet cleaned up they're too rotten already to use for firewood but when you have as much land as we have there's always fresh deadfall that's right so i don't expect we're ever going to need to cut down a tree just so we can have right. firewood right and and that's really one thing that eases my conscience about using the wood stove, that we aren't going out and felling a tree just for the mm -hmm. sake of, like you said, to stay warm. Um, but we have other things going on this week, too. We've actually continued our process of getting moved in, unpacking boxes, finding places to put things. Um, or not, in some cases. <laughs> you know, Figuring it, out where we're going to put them. And mm. it's somewhat of a, an adjustment here, trying to live in such smaller quarters than we're accustomed to. That's true. Uh, in my in my case, it's all about drawers. I am giving up an awful lot of drawer space, and I'm trying to figure out what to do instead yeah. of my drawers. Yeah, well, same here, and we know that the closet will be a crunch once we finally get all the closet hardware up and try to move our full wardrobe from Misty Lane, so uh, that will be interesting. The full wardrobe that we're going to have here. Yes. Um, but we have made some progress. We have all the knobs on the cabinets now. That was a relief to get that done. Um, I have a towel bar. You have a towel bar in the bathroom. So I don't have to hang my towel over the side of the shower. I can actually, uh, and the shower is an enclosed, you know, one of those prefab 
glass doors um, showers so that it, it, it there was a place to hang them, but it really wasn't ideal. And so. I must say, as a loving husband, I find the transparent doors of the shower to be an absolute delight. Okay, that's another subject we don't <laughs> want to get into. <laughs> I do. I just think it's so fun. Um, and the other thing is I have a soap dish and a towel bar and the outdoor shower. That's right. And so far, um, I have not been at all tempted to take an indoor shower. I have been thoroughly comfortable taking my showers outdoors. Obviously, we've not had it down in the teens yet. I was going to say, that's something else that might change if we hit single digits. <laughs> and I may be running in to take a shower in the indoor shower then. That's Who right. knows? Right. But uh, right now, it seems to be working out pretty well. Mm -hmm. And I do love having the room that you have when you have an outdoor shower. It's just, you can spread out and um, just, I just love it. And a nice view. So it a, is a nice garden. view. <laughs> we can look out over the valley, and I can see the lights of um, Victory Land out in the distance as I take if my shower. If it's at night, right, a night shower. It has to be dark. You can't And in see general, it. Yeah. it does. I tend to be yeah. taking my showers at night. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'll be taking one when we finish doing this. Right. Oh, I hope so. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I should mention, too, that we um, actually had never been, since we moved to the farm, we had not been separated from each other until two nights ago. I had a consulting gig, you might call it, a job um, in Atlanta. So I spent the last two nights over there and... Um, Helping some Episcopal chaplains with their intercultural communication skills. Right, right. And it was quite, it was a joy. It was quite a fun experience for me, I hope, for them. And uh, so I don't have any regrets at all about having taken off. And, and where I stayed, Ignatius House, where we had the retreat, was a comfortable place to stay. I found that enjoyable. Um, but I'm glad to be back home. And I am thinking of this as home. And I'm glad that you are home with me. I um, always experience uh, a lower energy level when you're gone, and this mm -hmm. was no exception. I had um, less productivity than I normally do when you are here with me. Well, in that case, I shouldn't leave very often. I need to stay here just to keep you Just to crack moving. the whip. Yes. I, I do have a mile-long honeydew list for all, installing more towel bars Brother, and shelves and... All kinds of hardware. It never stops. Right, so we'll keep you updated about that, too, as it goes along. But uh, I guess, what did I do more than anything else? You know, more than anything else, I used the time while you were gone to get my office set up. Um, mm -hmm. I continued to help people who are going through divorce in my work as a divorce lawyer. And I have been successful in setting things up so I could operate. But I had a good bit of material, books and pads and pens and that sort of thing that had been had remained packed up, packed up in boxes, and I still have boxes in the storage room. But at least I made some progress right. getting them unpacked. And that was a good use of your time because you didn't need me hanging around for for you to do that. Um, in fact, I probably, as I was talking about earlier with the honeydew list, might have actually interrupted the process. So it's probably better. I'm sure better you would <laughs> have. You probably would have come in and saying, why are you messing around with this? 
Yes, so it when worked out. When I have out towel right. bars that need to be put up <laughs> and closet hardware that needs to be put up. That's right. So And a road that well. needs to be smoothed out. I, yes. I do need to talk about that. You should. Because your mother is coming to see us on the Friday after Thanksgiving, and she has expressly instructed me to smooth out that road. Well, it's because, it, you know... It's, it had a place where you for just, good reason. You bought them out. Yeah, your car could, <laughs> you just your head could hit the roof of the car hitting that bump. So we needed to, to deal with it. It was like yes, a major did. speed bump, if you can imagine. Um, and I have done so. Yes. It, I, I believe it's it will be nicer. a little smoother now uh, for her and and us as we um, leave and return. And uh, it was just it was time. This has been, as we have told you before, an unusually wet season for us. The spring, the summer, the fall, all have been way wetter than average. So it's been an issue for erosion, and we've had washing occur at several points on the road. And it was time to go in and shore it up a little bit. And it looks a lot better. That, along with the fact that the construction dumpster actually got taken away. How about that? The construction yes. dumpster is gone. Yeah. Along with my good shovel. You should tell that story. <laughs> that was kind of sad. That is kind of sad. You, you and I were over on the west side of the property and um, put several pieces of garbage in the bucket, the front end loader bucket of the tractor, and. Um, we put the shovel in the front end loader bucket and the lopping shears you decided you would take back with you. I carried And as those. I was leaving, you said, now make sure you don't put that bucket, that shovel in the dumpster. And I said, no problem. And this morning, after, uh, this afternoon rather, after we had had the fellows come and remove that construction dumpster, I finally figured out that I had not removed that shovel from the bucket and dumped it into the construction dumpster. So if um, some person is going through that scrap and looking for things, uh, he or she is going to find a really good shovel. Yeah, it's too bad. One of the casualties of the cleanup. But but anyway, you know, we haven't talked much about our garden lately. No, we haven't. But actually, the good news is I walked down there today and it's looking pretty good. Yeah, even I though noticed we, that. Even though we don't have the deer fence up yet, and we still need to, to complete that process. But I noticed today the eggplant and the banana peppers are finally beginning to succumb, That's I think. That's right. Yeah, they are. But some of the new things that we planted, yeah. the little lettuces and uh, peas. And the Brussels sprouts Brussels are coming sprouts, on. Brussels sprouts. And even the parsnips. I'm really looking forward to, to harvesting parsnips one of these days. So it's it's doing pretty well. Oh, and there's a pumpkin. I think we've mentioned that pumpkin. That pumpkin's still there. Yeah. It's still yellow. So we're not harvesting it yet. But uh, anyway, that that's the good news. The bad news comes into play when we talk about our sweet potato harvest. We told you last week that we would be harvesting our sweet potatoes the next morning, and we did. I got out there with a shovel and just started digging around, and I found... A few, but basically the deer uh, won and we lost on the sweet potato front. When they ate those leaves off the the plants, I think they really dealt them a body blow. And as a result, our entire sweet potato harvest for the season fit in the shovel. And that 
is the shovel that later ended up in the <laughs> construction dumpster. Maybe that was a foreshadowing or something. I don't know. But yeah, it's it um, it's was not the crop we expected. Um, the ones that the sweet potatoes that we've grown that we have tasted are really good. They're they're sweet. They have a great firm Absolutely. texture. So we will certainly try it again next year. We'll plant a whole lot more sweet potatoes, and by that time we'll have the deer fence up. So. Hopefully, we'll have more success. And we certainly hope that we will be able to have a good crop next season. Yes, yeah. because they're they're good. And in fact, I think those were plants that I actually bought from Crane's uh, garden oh, shop. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking you got those at Tallahassee True Value, but you got mm, them at Crane's. I think maybe I got those at Crane's. Okay. Uh, which Crane's is a, Nursery in Tallahassee, mm -hmm. about uh, two blocks from Tallahassee True Value behind the Walmart. Right. Or so, beside the Walmart. So I'd probably go back to them again next year, get the exact same thing, except you know, maybe double or triple the, the amount, and put them out and see if, we're, and if we can keep the deer from eating or any other creatures from eating the leaves. We hopefully will have a good, a good turnout next year. So. I hope so, too. Yeah. Lots of compost. Oh, yeah. How, how is that compost coming? <laughs> I've told you I wanted to talk a little bit about the compost fairy. I just am fascinated with the way compost develops. Uh, the ingredients of our compost are the kitchen scraps plus uh, shredded paper plus whatever else we've got that seems organic, you know, that seems biodegradable. Right. Old string goes into the compost. <laughs> um, scraps of paper when I use a sugar packet in my tea the sugar packet goes into the compost a few napkins have gone into the compost um, and it's just I, I, I just stopped and thought some today as I was turning it with the bucket of the tractor isn't it amazing the way that that settles in and becomes this rich dark stuff of life I just, it's in a wonderful process, and I want to study more about it and figure out who's doing all of this besides the compost fairy. And God. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just God and the fairy. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and we look forward to being able to use that compost in our future gardening efforts. You and, bet. And knowing it, it'll kind of give us a little satisfaction, I think, that, hey, that compost is from our garden. We didn't have to go out and buy or it's, it's not just my garden, it's from all these sources that you mm -hmm. mentioned. We've actually contributed to that. So um, it's our compost. Absolutely. And I think it will be um, very helpful to us. Right. It'll be the, you know, we didn't have that compost this year at all. Um, and of course, in addition to putting things in the compost pile, we've also done what the uh, gardening organically folks call sheet composting, which basically means we've put stuff down on the garden itself and just let the little critters come and chew on mm -hmm. it and take it back down to the soil. Yeah. yeah, most of what we put down there would be uh, the remains of plants that we had to cut back. Like, you know, once the okra was finished, we just cut those stalks back, laid them on the, on the ground. Mm -hmm. uh, once the tomatoes are finished, laid them on the ground. Although, I should mention, we did not, we have not yet cut down the uh, sweet 100s. I saw some more, plenty of still green sweet 100s out on those plants today. So, um, maybe, so here we are at Thanksgiving time yes. and still getting sweet 100s. Yes. 
So it, it, thunk it. Right. But the plants that quit bearing, you know, we did put those leaves down, squash, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, what about our walk around the farm today? Were you not amazed with how soggy so much of our property is, the, the lower parts? I was not amazed because we've been there before and we've seen it. But you do wonder, when will it ever dry out? It's just so wet everywhere. We have places that are trails that we have maintained in the past that we can't even pass through now because they're mm -hmm. just standing, the water is standing right. there. I mean, literally, it's soggy bottom. Luckily, yeah. we have plenty of hills, and uh, most of our living is done in the, uh, at, the, at the higher altitudes, and, and that's not a problem. But it's just mind-boggling that that water just stands there. I guess the ground is so saturated, there's no place for it to go. Just so. no place for it to go. I think that's yeah. exactly correct. There's just no um, um, way for the water to drain away because the, the, the ground is just thoroughly soaked. And some of those areas, we, we knew that we had some underground springs in those areas, um, and those are particularly vulnerable to just puddling, I guess, just as you said, making a trail or wherever it is impassable. Yeah. So uh, we'll look forward to a little dry weather for a while. We hope we're going to get that. We are ready for it. And the other reason is because we don't want lightning to strike us if we have a storm. <laughs> you might mention very quickly what else we're doing to prevent that. <laughs> well, we talked with you last week about our lightning protection. I told you it might be finished uh, in time for this program. It is not. We're still in process, but the but we're making progress, and um, uh, our hope is that next week when we visit with you, we will have that finished, and we'll tell you all about it. I think that'll be real important, yes, to uh, uh, tell all about the success that Joey and Scott are having installing that, and, and I admire them because they're climbing to great heights on our roof to get it done. And we'll look forward to telling you all about it next week. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Or you can send us honest-to-goodness mail at P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. To browse our archive, to learn more about the farm and about Lee and Amanda, and to talk with other listeners, visit us at longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.